get ready for the Girls on Games podcast. Your weekly dose of news, reviews, and everything video games. Always served with a good helping of hype and just a pinch of salt. And now, your host, Leah. to another Girls on Games episode. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 370, take two. And we called it the spoopy episode or the spooky episode. And it 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 actually happened. Last week's episode was possessed. I'll get into that now in a few minutes. But before, let's introduce you to the friendly voices around this digital table. Catherine, how you doing? I'm great yourself. I'm great. Joelle, welcome. Hello, hello. Yeah, uh, a big, a big spook, a big spook happened last week. So yeah, yep. You're talking about spooky the pod- and spoopy games, the podcast, yo, and then the, the podcast. Yeah, we can't possessed. Yep, cleanse it with holy water. Let's exactly. uh, let, let's uh, start a new. Let the seance begin. And with Mm. that, I remind you that if you enjoy this show, you can subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podbean. If you'd like to get some GOG merch, you can do that by going to designbyhumans.com slash shop slash girls on games. If you'd like to give us a tip, maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash girls on games. If you'd maybe like to leave us a voice memo, ask us a question, yell at us, whatever, you can do that as uh, with TalkBack inside the iHeartRadio app. Go to the Girls on Games page, click that microphone, record us a 30-second little message, and uh, you might be heard on the show. Ladies, 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 let's talk about what in God's name happened with last (laughs) week's episode. Like, seriously. I have never encountered encountered anything like that in my entire life. (laughs) Walk it it through with us, because, like, I just got all your messages of, like, what is going on? And then five (laughs) minutes later, this audio is possessed it's i can't find it and just like this laundry list of anxiety reading messages and discord and i i wish i had more knowledge to help and then and then you were like it's possessed <laughs> so, go ahead Catherine. i mean tw- uh, hindsight 2020 i know what happened to me like my audio sounded tin canny it's because uh i kind of like cleared my settings in reaper and i forgot to add a voice effect um so, because I was testing, I was like, oh, it sounds great in Audacity. It sounds okay, like, in the Zoom recording. So, I was like, uh, it's not the best, but use the Zoom recording. It's better than this tin can. So, tonight, I just spent, like, half an hour fixing uh, my audio in Reaper and making sure I got the right effects and the right track arm and things like that. And I'm just like, ugh, we've been doing this for, like, so many, like, 370 episodes. How am I a noob at this sometimes still? And that's what's fascinating is, like, so I, at, while Simon's away, I've taken on the editing side of the podcast, which is perfectly fine. And we've now done this 370 something times, a little more, give or take a, a special episode here and there. And it is very rare for us to run into a technical difficulties where we lo- lose just a piece of the show. 
yeah. or one person's audio where the usually, show that has yeah. issues, right? Usually we back it up with Zoom yeah. audio. Usually we try to record and like if we not record an episode is because trying to record like one night you had like such internet issue that was undoable at all. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of like canceled the recording. But actually recording a show and then you getting in post prod and being like, this is uneditable. I think that was the first time. Or yeah. like the second time. Like, I don't remember us doing that often. Yeah, that that is such a rare occurrence. So, yeah. So we recorded on Monday. Tuesday evening, I come sit here. I start. I have a template file where I laid out and I've already got like the intro, the outro, all the like musical jingle interludes in between each of the, the segments. I got that all set up and ready to go. So I start pre-processing. So I do a bunch of compression and stuff to make everybody sound real good. And then I start loading it all in, syncing it all up. And then I'm listening through and Catherine's audio for some reason sounds like it's in a tin can coming down. Like seriously, like we're using tin cans and a string between (laughs) between our houses, which is a really far distance considering I'm in Toronto and you're in Montreal. Um, So that, okay. But I was happy. I was like, we definitely have the backup. So Kat, can you upload that? And I, I mentioned that I would finish the recording on Wednesday or the editing on Wednesday. And then Kat was like, cool, that's fine. So, um, Wednesday night I get home, uh, and it's late and I'm like, oh, I'll just do it on Thursday. Kat and I are fine with it, putting it out on Thursday. So Thursday I go in to edit this thing and I'm like, I also listen to the podcast at like, 1.5, 1.6 speed when I'm editing. Cause I'm really like, I know the content's fine. It's really just if there's big clicks, if they're stuttering, if there's known pieces that I need to cut out. So, but I do listen through the entire episode. We sound like chipmunks. It's hilarious. It also makes it a little bit easier editing yourself when you sound like a chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) And so I sync it all up and everything's going fine. I'm about 30 real time, 30 minutes through listening to the episode and I'm talking and then all of a sudden it's just nothing like no sound for like a good two minutes. And then all of a sudden it comes back again. And then maybe I'm speaking for another three or four minutes and then it goes again. And I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, we didn't have internet issues when we were doing the podcast, right? Cause we were having conversations through zoom and stuff. I didn't have the zoom audio of mine, but I did have like, the full audio mm-hmm. clip where we use for syncing. That's like the mashed up the three of us together. And I was just trying to edit. Cause I was like, Oh, if it's only this one little piece, then I can like do that and keep going. But it kept happening over and over again. Conveniently, we were talking about spooky, spooky video games and things like that. So I was just like, yeah, I don't know what's happening. This episode is really possessed. It did not want to release. Has anyone like made, you know, unclean sacrifices lately or perhaps, you know, entered a black cat or like, I don't know, just wondering if we've if we've encountered some curses uh, along the way to. <laughs> I mean, I've lived a heathen my entire life. It's funny that it's just catching me up here now. I, I just accepted the fact that I have a seat waiting for me with my name on it in hell if hell <laughs> really does exist like if i die and i was like oh fuck the catholics were were right <laughs> i'll just be like hey satan high five <laughs> high five let's go high five um, yeah uh, i i honestly don't know what happened cuz it was like every time i would go to do something to do with the podcast i would hit a roadblock but the weirdest roadblocks and then i just threw up my arms and said i've already been editing this now for a total of 2 hours between what i did on the tuesday and then what i did on the thursday i was like nope 
This episode is just not coming out. The universe does not want it to release. We're just going to attempt to record it again this Monday and hopefully it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, that was pretty much my week outside of, you know, like it's Thanksgiving weekend here in uh, Canada and it's uh, Indigenous Peoples Day in the U.S. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, the mm-hmm. new change on that holiday day. Federal ho- holiday, though, right, Joelle? Not like one that everybody takes. Correct. Yep. Federal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You cool. are right. So, so yeah, it's been, uh, I, I've been playing a fair, along with eating turkey, playing a fair number of games and, and, you know, seeing family and things like that. Catherine, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I was long weekend. My mom asked, like, are you going to come over? And I was like, sure. Um, but then I had the week, the crappiest of weeks. Um, and on Friday night, I was like, lady, I need to sleep for the next two days. And I don't see the point of me going sleep at your house when you want to see me and talk to me. Like, that's not the point. Um, because Tuesday I went to get my vaccine, my COVID booster shot. Mm-hmm. And we have the, it's called Bivalent and it has like the new Omicron and things, variants. Yes. Anyway. Put me on my ass for like two two days. No, I went on Monday because I went on Monday. I got my shot. Then I went to vote in the provincial election. Yeah. And then Tuesday and Wednesday, I was like iffy because of the vaccine. And then um, just as I'm like, I'm on the up and up. My phone sends me a notification and there's like, hey, your period's coming. And I'm like, great, I'm going to crash again. And that's what happened. So I just messaged mm. my mom and I was like, I just need to fucking sleep this off. I've also been dealing with like this leg injury. Mm-hmm. Um, for mm-hmm. like two weeks, which is mm-hmm. it's fine now. Um, but now I'm just like, ugh. like I I am in a terrible mood. I have no energy, none whatsoever. Like I can't even do the chores around my house. So that's all I did. Like on Saturday, I just sat around the house. Um, the only thing we did really is go to the grocery store. Um, yesterday, I also took it easy. I went I went to the gym still, but like I did a very chill sesh um and all i did was laundry and then today i ran around a lot because i was catching up on stuff but also um i don't know what's wrong with pascal but uh he either has the stomach flu or salmonella poisoning bad case of food poisoning woke up in the middle of the night in the cold sweats um hasn't Uh been able to eat um he he had a bit of dinner like i my plan for tonight was a big like roast chicken and make like a big thanksgiving dinner um ended up not happening i still roasted a chicken because i was like well if you're sick you're gonna need chicken noodle soup my guy yeah uh, homemade is best so and also i had thought the fucking bird so <laughs> might as well mm-hmm. so i just didn't do all the fixings like i i kept it simple just the chicken the gravy um some uh steamed veggies and some mashed taters made um a very small plate for him because he was like i'm i could try eating and then I had a small plate because I had a late lunch and then um, just made some and I need leftovers for lunch tomorrow. Made him a small lunch, too, in case, because if it's like the if it's his meal prep that made him sick, he's going to have to throw away the chicken he made for his meal prep. Mm-hmm. Um, because for lunches, that's what he does is mm-hmm. he cooks chicken and then he eats a wrap like a chicken mm-hmm. wrap for lunch. I my lunches i don't meal prep i just eat leftovers and whatnot um i'm not that big into fitness like he is um so i was like okay and then tuesday i'll just make a big like tomorrow night i'll just make a big uh big batch of uh 
chicken soup. And then hopefully, like, if it's if it is like food poisoning or a stomach bug, he should be like good by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just have to figure out what he ate because, like, the weird thing is I'm okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's very rare for him to be sick and me okay. Usually, it's like mm. it starts with me, mm. and then I give it to him. Mm. Or like if we eat something that puts me off, like he'll be like, eh, "Okay, I feel a bit off," and I'll be sick. But now, mm-hmm. like, he's sick alone, and I got nothing, and I'm like, uh, that's sus. <laughs> that is super sus. So I figure it must be something that he's eating that I'm not making. And the only mm-hmm. thing he has that I don't make is his breakfast. His breakfast is oatmeal and apples. Pretty basic Can't really stuff. get sick off that. Not, like, salmonella poison, food poisoning sick, you know? Yeah. Um, and then his lunch is the the chicken wraps that he makes. Um, and then he has his um, his protein shakes. But it's mm. like, I don't think even if the protein powder is dairy-based, it's not going to make you sick. Probably not. It doesn't go off. So and that Sounds was, like the chicken. Honestly, yeah. But he's like, smell it. I'm like, it smells fine. It doesn't smell off. But maybe he mishandled it and it got like, you can mm. get salma salmonella poisoning and still like your stuff doesn't smell off Mm. i think it's probably just like when he handled it he didn't wash his hand like when i make chicken like today right now my hands are like sandpaper because i wash every time i touch the chicken Mm -hmm. i wash my hands and it's like you know i i rinsed it i pat it down and i put it in the rotisserie like uh my big like black Kind of, st- do you use one of those black, uh, it's, bowl- it's, they're like, uh, rotisserie uh, pans? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, like, big, uh, Le Creuset, I'm very fancy. I just oh, stick you it one in, of those! I, yeah, oh. I, I stick it in there already, and then, so that it doesn't touch any other surface, and then I Smart. stuff it, and I get all my stuff ready, so that, like, when I start stuffing and re- the chicken, I don't have to, like, cut anything or touch any utensil. At this point, I'm just, like, grabbing, like, my carrots, my onion, my herbs, and just, like, in the cavity and then wrapping it wash my hands mm. and put it in so i don't know if he's not being careful enough or if it was just a bad batch of chicken or he didn't cook it long enough i don't know i i smelled the mayo i smelled everything i was like everything seems fine bro so mm. i don't know um, it sucks being sick like that sucks maybe i'll like I'll my, probably jinx myself maybe i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i'll be sick and i was like oh it was a stomach bug uh, no, no I, I I do not wish that upon you. No, nope. we will we yeah. will take back that energy. <laughs> but he's been he's been the thing that makes me think it's food poisoning is that he's been stable. Mm. Like he he was uh he went to the bathroom like a couple of times and ever since then he's been okay. He's been able to drink and eat and it's not coming back up. So I'm like, oh, maybe. I think that sounds more like food poisoning to me than um, a stomach bug. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully he, he feels better soon. I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm talking a long time about him being sick. He's never sick, so I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> You're like, like this am, is rare. <laughs> I am absolutely. So I had to like run around a lot today, and I had to like mm-hmm. do a lot of the stuff. Like I did the dishes. He usually does that. I vacuumed. He usually helps me with that. I did all the cleaning, all the cooking, um, mm-hmm. and I had a big dinner plan. And I went to 
CMSO therapist today and he was late and my appointment was late and he got disturbed during the appointment where he had to deal with something. So I was like, this was the appointment from hell. Um, but yeah, so now I'm just like, today's been a day. It's mm-hmm. anyway. Um, at least you didn't have to work on top of it. Yeah, at least. At, <laughs> at the least. very least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you, Joelle? What happened with you this week? It was a pretty good week. Uh, on Saturday, uh, me and my boyfriend, we joined a climbing gym that's local to the Twin Cities, uh, a rock nice. climbing gym. So we had to go and get new gear uh, for the gym. So we we dropped a little bit of cash at uh, uh, getting that stuff, um, but we're ready to go and uh, we're really excited to start doing that so I'm I'm pumped I I was really into climbing uh, a few years ago and you know life gets in the way and jobs and other things and sometimes that stuff yep exactly Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) totally disrupting of any sort of routine so it's nice to get back into that and then we also went to um an EDM or trance uh, concert uh, Saturday night. We saw um, Armin Van Buren, who Ooh, was nice. in the cities, and that was super fun. And but man, I am getting old. I'm I'm 35, like I'll say it. And we were out until 2:30, and you know I, I just can't recover in a day. Like, no, <laughs> no. I, we weren't even like drinking that much, but man, it was it was 1:30, and like Armin was going and. And he leaned over. He's like, are you tired? I'm like, I'm so tired. I was like, but I, I don't want to miss it. Like, it was so good. And so we stayed up. But, yeah, it was it was rough recovering. Um, just can't bounce back like I used to. So uh. it, it's funny. The weekend before last, we had a, um, a joint birthday party for my sister's husband and uh, a friend. And uh, we did like a... a outdoor party where they were smoking meat and stuff. They made tacos and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a good good number of people there, like 25, 30 people with like kids and all this kind of stuff. But it started earlier and we went, ate dinner, all that stuff. And then 1030, everybody was gone. I was like, I guess that's what life is now. Yeah. <laughs> We're all beat and people have all left by 1030. <laughs> I know it's it's late. It is late. Like that hour, it's like my body is like, are we are we done yet for the day? Why are Check, we, we still awake? Now. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was I really want, fun. I want to be in the bed right now. Yes. Yes. But uh, it was it was a good time. So Sunday was pretty chill and lots of gaming. So it was a good day for that. Nice. Well, let's talk about gaming. Kat, I saw on Twitter that uh, you finished Disco Elysium. I did. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because like, it's the kind of game that if you spoil the story, it's a bit no point in playing. But um, the ending was not what I was expecting. And it ended a bit like... Like when, you know, those, some of these, like, uh, repertoire movie does, it just ends. It's like something, it ended and then the, the credits rolled and I was like, oh, okay. I'm just going to sit with that and unpack this fucking game for the next 24 hours. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what a fucking masterpiece, honestly. It's like an interactive like it's like an interactive movie like you know those 
depressing Eastern European movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want you get to learn a lot about like that world and the that great world building and just like the aspect of the personalities that you build for your uh, your detective um, with the thought cabinet mechanic and just like investigating the city and you know sometimes you investigate shit that's like doesn't seem completely related to the case you're there for but you learn more about the systems in place and um yeah and then when it ends it's just like fuck it's like it's an absurd ending it's an absurdist ending it feels almost like you know i played this game that's based off of like these repertoire movies mm-hmm. like if you look at the or like at the zeitgeist of of this game i'm just like this is like playing a um a dadaist game like if you know the art movement like the dadaist really? is like Duchamp with his uh with his like toilet no, or uh, yeah his, uh, yeah you know all sorry y- um, y- urinal yeah urinal and things like that and the Matisse ceci n'est pas une pipe and he drew a fucking pipe um it's yeah. it's very much in that idea where it was just like okay it's just surreal absurd just kind of like so cool. does it live up to all the hype that everybody has been giving it over the past year year and a half yes yeah yeah yeah, like uh, I, it's very much like a journey, not the ending ter- type of thing, and it's like it's mm. very well written. The uh, director's cut or whatever it's called now with the voice acting, amazing! Mm-hmm. Like mm. just like the voice actor they got to to do your like um, inner narration, just mm-hmm. your thoughts and whatever. Um, amazing! Um, something about that voice just scratches a particular part of my brain and I love it. Uh but yeah. Highly recommend. Uh just got to be ready for something that's very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so not yeah, necessarily yeah. like a seasonal spooky game but maybe just a more of like in the in a dark mood. Yeah, fuck me up, baby. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mind, mind fuck me. Mm-hmm. Play with my concept of reality. Um yeah. It's a weird cool. one, but it's good. Mm. What's next? I started Dragon Age Origin. Thought I saw that on Twitter too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was old like, faithful. Yeah, I'm like, let's go. Like instead of, uh, whoops, sorry, hit the mic there. Uh, instead of just jumping back into Dragon Age Inquisition, I was like, fuck it, I'll play the other two. Let's do it. So I started Origin. Um, it is not like the when I played Mass Effect, which was a remastered. This is like very much a xbox 360 game i'm playing through game pass that gives me ea play and these are the backward compatible uh games from ea play mm-hmm. so like even when i hit an achievement it's the old like xbox 360 yeah achievement it is it is rough you guys it is yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i it's played a game it. that needs a remaster yeah i played it and i was like I'm like, we're just going to have to tolerate some old game mechanics because this is rough. And, and I, I don't know, I, I couldn't finish it because I didn't build my character in a smart way. So I was sorely underleveled and underpowered, but it was, uh, it was fun to go back and to, 
into play. But I I love I love your your tweets. Like it's just they're gold. So if you follow Cat on <laughs> yeah. Twitter, just for, for the content, people for the content. I am starting a thread of every uh, offhanded sexist comment that is made to my character. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Uh, so just for context, I rolled a female dwarf, um, and I a uh, castless dwarf, not a somebody that's like fancy, not, not a noble dwarf. Um, so I didn't like really catalog what I, some of the stuff that was said to me when I was like in Ozamar, because like the big point of this game is like depending on which race you take, the first hour is completely different mm-hmm. about how you get recruited into the Grey Wardens. And like a lot of the stuff that was said to me, I was like, all right, I get it. Like I'm castless and because I'm a woman, that's like the kind of shit that they would say, you know, like they use the word like whore and things like that. Um, and I was like, they're putting me down. I'm scum of the earth in their eyes. Um, but now that I'm on the surface and I'm a great warden, some of these offense come and I was like, this game was made in 2009 in Canada. I feel like a lot of these lines shouldn't have made it in this game. But then when you hear mm-hmm. the story about Bioware. Um, it, 2009 was 13 years ago. We did a lot of shenanigans 13 years ago that would yeah, not fly today. Mm-hmm. 13 years ago, the line in something like saying like being surrounded by men and saying, um, I'm the least cowardly here and I'm a woman. Yeah, that that's that's got some sense. That's two thousand and nine. That's like no. fucking nineteen eighty yeah. something. Yeah, I, don't know, I feel like I said that at work a few years ago when I worked at my old job. So maybe the <laughs> USA is just that far behind. I don't know. But this is a Canadian game. <laughs> <laughs> Should know better. This is pre pre EA purchasing Bioware. This was like Bioware was just like some fucked up studio in Edmonton. Uh, Alberta mm. and in the middle of a snowfield. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then another one was like, I, I meet someone and they're like, oh, are you a gray warden? Yeah. I didn't know they, they let women become gray warden. I'm just like, <laughs> it's a fantasy world where they recruit everybody to fight the blight. Why is people making comments about my gender? Like I would get the like, oh shit, like a dwarf on the surface. This is very rare. So yeah. like mm. a dwarf gray warden kind of like that's very rare just because dwarfs on the surface very rare in this world but just like the gender thing I was like mhm Well you know I feel like that's only been we've only been super cognizant of it and super active towards it in the past just, few years compared yeah. to 2009 Leah I don't know if she would have thought like she'd probably be like ooh that's poor taste but I don't know if it would be as bad yeah, I think now, like now that I'm in the industry and I've heard all the stories, like mm-hmm. you know, like some stories about Bioware came out in, to the public, but like mm-hmm. I'm in like in my whisper networks or like from colleagues that used to work there and things like mm-hmm. that. And I'm just like, yeah, that just like gives a new kind of sour taste, taste mm-hmm. in my mouth, yeah. even yeah. if it's an old game, even if it's from totally. 2009. Like, so it's just like I decided to make a thread about it. So that way, if ever they decide to remaster like the entire Dragon Age like they did for Mass Effect, which I wouldn't be surprised. I hope they do like, you know, they did for Persona 5 the Royale and they tweaked 
that mm-hmm. gave me a dialogues option that was less than tasteless. So maybe yes. they'll see me. Maybe they'll see my tweets and they'll be like, "Yeah, we need to cut that one out." Um, yeah, hopefully this doesn't fly in uh, in today's uh, thing. So. I mean, I but can, like you said, these were these were lines that you ne- would not have heard before, but because you rolled a different yeah. character, because that's I, why you're hearing these a lines. Woman, woman. Mm-hmm. in particular, a woman, not yeah. because you were. A dwarf how about if you would? How about if you weren't? Do you have an option to not be a dwarf? Yeah, you can be you can be human, elf, or dwarf, and for yeah. each race, you can be a man or a woman. Yeah, okay. I was a I was an elf male, and I didn't encounter you didn't see that no yeah yeah mm-hmm. it, it sounds like some bro like some bro game dev bullshit mm. um and it's just like you don't if if they were to like because like we didn't have that in the first mass effect game because the first mass effect game only had male shep they patched female shep into the first game uh. for the re-release okay so like everybody's like well you know they weren't but then again, like if you look at, you know, Mass Effect 2 and Miranda's ass being everywhere, uh, clearly mm-hmm. characters <laughs> being like sexual objects being made to be sexual objects, even like later on. It's mm-hmm. just like, all right, like I'm already like I've already accepted that these graphics are bad. These mechanics are whatever. Like I'm playing mm-hmm. an Xbox 360 game and I realize like a lot of the character models, like every every man is buff, no matter the age. It's just like. And every woman's sexy. They just put an old face on the same body. <laughs> so, you know, you got you. So you got old people that are super buff and fit and got like really rock hard tits. Um, uh, <laughs> the dream. The dream. I was going to say the dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, dream. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I'm going to, you know, it's game dev from 2009. But some of these yep. lines, I was just like, all right, all right. Now this like, this is like. L'ensemble de l'oeuvre. Like, it's just like yeah. the entire thing with the cherry on top. I'm just like, all right, this is why I have a problem playing play, playing old video games. Mm-hmm. Just because it can get tasteless. Well, so you're I, doing them a service now and showing them all these items so that they can I, go back and hopefully fix it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep taking these screenshots of like these little offhand of like everyday sexism. It is so. It is. It is amazing. It is just the best thing to come up to my feed. I was like, "This is great." Hey, and then you'll have something to compare it to with the second one, because the second one I did a quick Google, and that came out in 2011. So they had a few years to see if they had any self-reflection and saw yeah. any errors of their ways. So. I mean, I I heard stories about Inquisition, so I'm not oh, going to well, put a lot of stuff okay. into. <laughs> Into low, Dragon Age two to be low honest, low bar, low bar. All right. Uh, I mean, you know, I I know like the females are going to be sexy, the boys are going to be fit, and the makeup options are going to be horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> the usual. Um, mm-hmm. I'm used to that. It's just like, you know, like fantasy RPG is going to fantasy RPG. Um, but yeah, no, those lines especially, I was just like, all right, no, I'm not letting that slide. Like, mm-hmm. let's. Let's give you, let's give you the option to fix that if you ever remaster this game. Mm-hmm. Joelle, what have you been playing this week? I 
well, I have to repeat that I finished Tales of Arise Woo-hoo! because I, I left everyone on a cliffhanger last time. So I did. I finished that game and I I enjoyed it. It was it was a really great uh, JRPG, a uh, big twist in the story that I would never, ever see coming. Uh, a big a big surprise. And I also enjoyed the combat system I felt was really unique. And this is only my second uh, JRPG that I've ever played. And this is my first Tales game. So, you know, not um, an expertise on the IP or genre whatsoever. But um, I did find that the combat was great. Uh, The art style was so pretty. And I am lucky enough to be able to play it on my PS5. So it was gorgeous to play. And, I I mean, I highly recommend. I I will say that I could not finish the game without contributing to the microtransactions. I uh, definitely hit a wall uh, without having enough money in the game. And Mm -hmm. I made a mistake in upping my weapons and spent too much money and accidentally sold things because I didn't have enough money. And I just had to say, fuck it. And I spent... (laughs) I think overall 10 bucks trying to get some more upgrades uh, just to make the game a, a little more uh, easy to get through. So they got Ten, me. $10 is respectable. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. 10 US. Yeah. 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 So I, I said never done it before, but I'm like, I think I either I'm going to spend this money and finish the game or I'm going to pay right 70 bucks for a game that I'm not going to finish. So I thought in the end it was worth it to to sink a little more money and to finish it. And I'm glad I did. To me to me it was worth it. Maybe some more skilled players out there wouldn't wouldn't have to do it, but I I just decided <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. Um and then I did uh download and started Cult of the Lamb in mm. uh, in the spirit of the season. And that's been super fun. Uh it's a really uh, unique, I think, um, blend of sim management game because you have to manage your cult as mm-hmm. well as a dungeon crawler. Um, and you have to go through these different dungeons and fight different bosses to get to the end of the game. And I will say, it, this has certainly brought out a cult leader within. It, ha- it, has, it has awoken <laughs> my inner need to... <laughs> have people worship and give me stuff so it's been (laughs) it's been pretty fun and you can do all sorts of things with your cult you can um i won't give like too much away but you can marry as many people as you'd like you can uh, set up a prison system so you can put people in prison if they're not doing what you want um so you can have the choice to be you know an evil cult leader or, or a good cult leader or a little mix of the two so um, I'm finding, you know, I, I want to keep everyone fed and happy because they just create less problems for me. So I find um, I find I'm, I'm a pretty fair and, and, and good cult leader. So that makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> good to know, because I've got that one downloaded on my switch and uh, haven't had a chance to dive into it yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It is really fun. Nice. Uh, I think... I have hit the wall in Slime Rancher 2 as to what is in the early access. 
um, or the game preview, as they call it on Game Pass. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving it, of course. But uh, but yeah, I don't think there's much content outside of me just uh, grinding to make sure that I have lots of items for when we do get more content. You can totally tell that there's more coming to just because of the way the map is laid out and all that kind of stuff. So I know that that's there. But I ended up restarting um, finally because now it's out completely in full. Ooblets. Uh, and I'm mm. actually pretty far in that. Um, have you ladies had a chance to take a stab at Ooblets at all? No, yet, no, I have not. All right. Well, I think you will enjoy it. It is a farming sim meets creature collector meets card battle game. Ooh. Which is pretty fun. Yeah, there's no like... I, the combat is the dance battles, and, you know, if you lose, it's not a big deal. I guess you just kind of lose maybe the item that you wanted to, uh, that you ended up using to uh, convince the ooblet that you're dance battling. Um, you might have lost that item that you used to get him to dance with you, um, or, and then maybe the chance to collect that ooblet. But yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You um, go out and try and start, you know, it's a traditional thing. You move to this new island and, and uh, where they have these creatures that uh, people have follow around and help work on their little farm uh, with you. It's, and they're, you, you grow them through seeds in the ground. So I guess they're like part plant. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you like grow up your 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 farm space. You make things, desserts and stuff. You help grow the little town. You collect these little ooblets, which have like a common version, an uncommon version, and a gleamy version, which is really pretty because they trail with rainbows behind them. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and I've been playing through that. The The card battle game side of it in the dance battle is really fun. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm not usually a person who leans into card battle games, but this, this is simplistic enough and cute enough, and, you know, it's all based around dancing. So, uh, yeah, I really, really like it. I'm working my way through now to try and get all the achievements, and uh, mm. I don't think it's going to take me too much longer. Um, I'm pretty far now and yeah, I, there's parts like I followed this game throughout all of its like game preview and, and, and everything. Um, and I stopped playing at a certain point cause I was like, okay, I want them to finish it up and for me to see the final thing. Right. right. So yeah, now I'm just entering a space that like I have not encountered at all before in the previews. So, uh, it's pretty exciting now and I kind of want to see how the, how the story ends. So yeah, highly recommend it. Go give Ooblets a try. And then tomorrow, there's another game hitting uh, early access or game preview. And this one is mostly on PC that you're going to be able to get it. Um, but it's in game preview on Xbox Game Pass. It's uh, Coral Island is out tomorrow. So I'm pretty stoked to give that a go. Um, I'm just waiting now, I guess, for the clocks to tick over. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be jumping on that tomorrow evening after recording or editing the podcast. That looks cute. Looks like. Very Pixar-ish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Their characters look very, very much like they were designed by Disney. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's definitely like what appears to be. I haven't played this one at all, but what I've seen of it, it feels like a, 
a more high-end Stardew Valley um, mm-hmm. that's more expanded and stuff. And uh, yeah, I was reading a little bit through kind of like their steps that they're planning on doing the feature releases throughout the time of while they're in early access or game preview or whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, they're going to be adding tons of different things um, and I guess working their way up to the 1.0 release. But uh, I'm pretty stoked to give it a try. There is a big, big, big smorgasbord of people you can date. Oh, Yes. Yes. It ain't like five or ten, my friends. It is like, I keep scrolling. One, two, three, four, by one, two, three, four, five, twenty. There are twenty. Amazing. So yeah, excited about that tomorrow. But I think it's time to talk about some news because there's two big stories that we want to kind of touch on this week. You ladies ready to do that? Yep. Let's go. It's time to talk news and, you know... Ladies, we have to talk about it. Did you watch the Super Mario Bros. movie trailer that released yes. last week? Oh, yes, of yes, 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 yes. Of yes. course, yes. Honestly, what did you think? I checked out after Bowser left the screen because holy <laughs> shit, Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. Yes, a thousand times yes. Mm-hmm. Best casting ever. And then we hear one line of Chris Pratt as Mario. And I'm like, why does he sound like Linda from Bob's Burgers? <laughs> That's a comparison I hadn't heard yet. Some, somebody on Twitter like animated it like Linda wearing the the Mario outfit and mm-hmm. syncing that audio. And I was like... That's what he sounded like. Like all week, I was like, he didn't sound like Mario. He sounded like something else. And then this person tweeted that shit out. And I was like, yes, 100% sounds like Linda from Bob's Burger. Wow. Um, so it looked good. Mm-hmm. Though. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Did it ever. Looked amazing. Um, and I think it's going to be a fun movie. I think it's going to be better than Detective Pikachu and Sonic. Hmm. I Sonic's, feel like, the Sonic movies were pretty good. I enjoyed I did, Detective Peach, Pikachu too. I did too. I actually did think that that was way better than I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. I, but I, I, I am not, I'm with you. I, I hope that it is better than that. Um, and and the and the trailer. I mean, there was so much in the trailer. Uh, there was so much to Easter eggs and and things to look at. And and Toad. I was actually also a little nervous about Toad because why does he have teeth? <laughs> Why does he have Did a full set teeth of teeth? Before? But doesn't he have teeth in his games? Like, doesn't or is he? I, I, I don't know. It's just like it. It felt weird for him to just have a, a big set of chompers, like a dentures. Is that Keegan Michael Key that plays it, him? Yes, it is. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he sounds. The question amazing. going around the internet now is that every Toad in the to- in the Toad Kingdom. Are they all going to be Keegan Michael Key? <laughs> <laughs> they better be. He 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 can do it. I, you know he can do it. I loved the fact that they started with the penguin yes. characters from yes. Super Mario sixty four. Yep. Like, and I I was watching it in the office. It's funny because I had it on and I had one of my colleagues was in, and then when it started, we both jumped because we didn't expect it because I had it just like running right. And there's no sound leading up to. And uh, we are watching it, and I literally 
laughed out loud when the penguin they were throwing their their snowballs and everything yeah. and then he's like uh what did he, what exactly did he say i don't remember but he's like he's like do you stand down and it's just like i started laughing i was like <laughs> this is so foolish like i remember this big stupid not talking penguin that you had to slide against mm-hmm. <laughs> in mario 64 oh, and i was like yeah. wow now he's now he's way cooler yeah <laughs> And the uh, little sneak peek at the end, too, of getting to see Luigi and some dry bones and things like that. Like, it looked like there was like almost, almost like a nod to Luigi's mansion happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, obviously there's a slew of characters we didn't get to see. Like, we didn't get to see Donkey Kong. We didn't get to see Princess Peach. We didn't get to see, like, there's a whole bunch there. But the thing, I'm with you both. It looks gorgeous. I think they may have nailed it with a lot of the key voice actors like the fact that i saw this picture going around of like jack black and bowser with the exact same smile which i was like this makes total sense mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> but but yeah the chris pratt one is still yeah up in i the don't air. know yeah it was so little what he said um did you guys get to watch the french version yes i went no. i i was online and trying to discover all I mean I was here for all the memes of, of the reaction and and I just I love the internet in these times and mm-hmm. the French one I was like I just might want to watch this movie in French because I I adored adored Mario French Mario he actually sounds like Charles Martinet yes okay I'll I'll go I'll go check check that one out um, so. I, I just kind of like watched the reveal and then uh, I was at work and I just kind of like after it was done, I got up to go to the bathroom and like everybody was just talking about it. So, you know, we were just talking about the reveal and then like five minutes of like, yeah, Jack Black, yay, Chris Pratt, what? And then we went back to work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even have anybody to talk to about it. I just went and said to myself (laughs) people in my office think i'm crazy uh yeah all right let's talk about um a piece of news that we got real in depth with last week but we'll just touch on it today uh the stadia shutdown stuff cat bring us through it yeah so it's been official we we knew stadia was gonna shut down um Mm -hmm. but it did like it's shutting down completely in january 2023 which is like what four year after the fucking thing launched um, so if you have purchased Google hardware through the Google store, if you have purchased games and add-ons, you will be refunded. There are steps on the Stadio website. There's an FAQ. Um, so yeah, I think like the problem is not cloud gaming. I think a lot of people just did not expect Google to do to people expected Google to do what it does. And that's to shut down services. So I don't think enough people bought into Stadia knowing Google would shut it down. So Google shut it down not even five years after launch. But they launch. didn't even give themselves a running chance. They no. went and did it and like promised everything in the kitchen sink and then gave us the bare nothing. minimum and nothing came out. And then all old games. And yeah, yeah. I, I and it was one of those ones, too, that like we usually jump on early. But I was like, this just gives me a vibe that it's not going to last. So I didn't no. even bother. Mm. Um. So for those of you who bought stuff like spot, bought the Stadia Founders Pack, grats on your free Chromecast, um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, second story about this is uh, now publishers are scrambling to find, you know, ways to move the content. Um, you know, like a big 
big, big uh, driver for Stadia was Cyberpunk 2077. So now players are like, is there a way for me to keep my save data? Like, even if I have to purchase like a, PC, a, a standalone PC copy or, you know, a console copy, is there a way I'd at least save my data? Um, Destiny 2 was a big one on there. Um, so now Bungie came out saying that they'll announce once they have a plan of action because like this was announced like some some devs went on Twitter like indie devs saying like we were launching next week and another dev said we were launching in two days on Stadia and they learn about Stadia shutting down through the public blog post. That's really, so yeah, I think that's so wrong. Like it's I feel like that's totally burning so many bridges around like yeah. your relationships oh, yeah. in the in so, the community. I think so from from that article um you know uh Bungie's looking into moving their Destiny players off there. Um mm-hmm. I don't know there doesn't seem to be anything from CG Project Red. I know Ubisoft came out saying um, that they were going to find a way because they had 38 games on there. There was one of the first publishers there. Yeah. Um, uh, Ubisoft uh, said uh, that they were working uh, on games you own on Stadia through Ubisoft Connect. Um, So, you know, they're looking into like bringing people into their own environment, basically. Mm so hopefully those like and this is like not their problem <laughs> but they're no, making no. it their problem yeah. basically um because yeah, they want to keep they... these players or they want to keep them happy because the point of stadia was like to give to lower the bar of entry to a lot of online games like destiny or rainbow six siege um so that people could easily play those games without having a big fancy computer or an expensive console right yeah and they did the absolute opposite by leaving people in the lurch. Yep. Yeah. And finally, um, Stadia controllers are going to be e-waste if Google doesn't patch, um, does a software patch to unlock the Bluetooth capabilities and for it to be a universal controller. Hmm. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because right now it was locked in so that you could only use it with your Chromecast. But like... Seriously, like there's a whole article about it on Ars Technica, but um, basically there is uh, it it contains Bluetooth classic radio, but the functionalities are not enabled. They may be and they said that they might implement it at a later date, but they should do it now so that these controllers can still be used by like PC gamers. Yeah, that's just at the very least. Um, so yeah so this this is all the stadia bullshit in a nutshell um if you want more details we'll have links to all these articles um and you can look into it and again if you've purchased stadia at one point like if you've poured some money into stadia and so far or other go to the stadia website find the faq get your money get wonder, your money back they, from google did they end up selling any of that stuff through folks like the source or Best Buy or, you know, anything like that? Was it only through Google itself? Because I was thinking about, like, the people that bought it. Like, did they have to refund all of that, too? Like, if they got it through a third party? It I said, don't even remember if they did. It said purchases through the Google store, so I don't know. Mm. And I don't know if any of that was available. Because um, you could buy a Chromecast. Like, if you yes, already had course. a Chromecast, you just need to buy the controller. 
Right. So, um, I don't know. I don't know about the ins and outs and interesting. So, oh my, and it's too bad because hopefully, well, maybe they'll take that technology and sell it off because the idea of just like having that like low latency with using a controller that's not connected to a console Mm -hmm. is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the concept is great and it still could work. It's just, I don't Nobody know. trusted Google to do it right no. when they didn't. Yeah, Mm-mm. exactly. And yeah. Google just didn't give it enough breathing room and didn't seem to understand the industry and just kind of treated it as a, you know, was a, a pet project, an experiment, and then, you know, for whatever reason, just <laughs> scrapped it. It's just yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I remember looking it up last week. I was like, how long has this been around? 2019. It came out in November of 2019. Just not Four enough years time. years and two months. Dead. Not enough time. Dead. Yeah. Rip. All right. Let's talk about some spooky games. Ready for that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And we're back in topic of the show this week because we're in the month that contains Halloween and it feels like Halloween is a whole month long. October is the spooky month of the year, you know, along with being the beginning of all that is the pumpkin spice season. Um, We thought it'd be a great idea to chat through some spooky games, but we're calling them spooky games because these are games that are not necessarily traditionally scary. We're not talking about horror games or anything like that, but we're talking about games that maybe if you're, you get easily scared, but you still want that Halloween vibe and get in the spirit. These are the type of games that could get you there without uh, scaring the pants off yourselves. So let's get into it. Catherine we uh, and Joelle, we each have a, a slew of games to talk through about uh, that meet this theme. So let's, let's get going on it. Cat, what games are you bringing to the table today? I'm going to go from like actually scary and then bring it down to not scary at all and being like very much like spoopy adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one is Control. This is the only like high anxiety um, horror adjacent game I was actually able to play and finish. Um, I know, Joelle, you mentioned that it was too scary for you and you gave it up. I, I know. I, I mean, you said you did it, and I that gave me courage, and then I I just don't have it in me. Don't have it in me. <laughs> it's definitely more sci-fi than horror, so think mm-hmm. more uh, X-Files than, like, okay. Resident Evil or whatever. Like, definitely X-Files-ish. Um, it, it's in the Alan Wake universe, so, you know, it's su- more about supernatural... And, you know, the just exploring and discovering the Bureau of Control. And it's just like the way it's made. Yeah, it's like high anxiety. And it's it's sometimes you walk in and then there's like a an enemy that's just floating and screaming and ah, and it's just like, oh, um, what I did is I maxed out the skill you have because you can throw shit like tele- telekinetic Lee stuff mm-hmm. I had maxed that shit out so like every time I was scared I would just be like ah grab the biggest thing around and just kind of like throw it in the face like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then shoot it with my gun and then like I'm like but yeah I was very much into the at first it was like I'm not sure I'm gonna make it through this but once I like got a lot of uh of powers and was just like floating around and throwing shit I was there was like 
You're scary. I'm scary too. <laughs> Just throw a whole file cabinet in your face. Bang, 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 my gun in your face. <laughs> it's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. But it's like definitely like if X-Files is your shit, Control is the type of game you should be playing. Um, and it's gorgeous. I played on Xbox Series X um, with my nice 4K TV and the RTX technology with like all the lighting. It was like mm, so gorgeous. Like it and especially since it's like you're in you're in an office that got taken over by like um uh like other like uh what's the uh, alternate realities and alternate dimensions oh, so cool. it it the environment and the environmental storytelling is very important and the lighting is very important mm-hmm. like um i should go back and like reshare some of the photo mode photos i took because it was gorgeous so mm-hmm. if you've got a nice rig um or a nice like new new powerful console turn that turn those graphics off on and gorgeous beautiful um second if you're into mystery and mystery solving and a bit of anxiety but you don't want the whole like x-files um i recommend firewatch I finally played through this game recently. Um, it is a story where you are alone in your tower and in your big open park and you spend the summer there looking over for um, forest fires, basically. Um, and it's like in a... I forget which part of the United States, but uh, somewhere towards uh, Oregon. Um, and the only other contact you have with a human being is with your, uh, fellow, uh, fellow fire watch person that's in another tower and you only talk through them to them through a walkie talkie. And then shit starts to go down and you have a mystery to unravel. It is, and it's not like this one's not supernatural. It's just like people being dicks. Uh, it's just like human nature. <laughs> Maybe that's scarier than the supernatural. To, the <laughs> but yeah, it's more like it starts like Firewatch lulls you in with like, oh, look at this beautiful indie game with like beautiful art direction. And then like two hours in the game, it's like, but what if you were actually fearing for your life? And I'm like, mm-hmm. thanks. <laughs> um, so that one is and it's good. It's not very long. It's the kind of thing you could finish like in a day, in a weekend, cocooning. And it because it's a nice, it's a good story. It's something that like we did this a lot growing up. So I highly encourage you guys to start doing it. And I think that's why Twitch is so popular. It's just to sit down on the couch with your friend and you basically watch the game. Uh, Mm -hmm. One person plays and then you pass the controller around and you just kind of like enjoy the story. Right. Um, that's a good one for that. Uh, and finally, this one is not spoopy at all. This one is just to get the fall vibes. And it's also a game I finished recently, and it's called Coffee Talk. So Coffee Talk, the premise is you're a barista in a coffee shop that's only open at night in Seattle. So in the background, it's always night and it's always raining. Very much fall vibes. 
Um, and it's set in a world, in a modern world, where uh, fantasy creatures coexist with humans. So you have werewolves, vampires, incubi, succubi, um, <clears throat> elves, orcs, half-orcs, things like that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's uh, I forget the name of the race, but there's one lady that comes, that lives in Atlantis in the ocean. So, um, and it's just like these people come to your coffee, uh, to your coffee shop and talk and you discover their stories and you have regulars that come in and out and you make drinks for them. Um, and depending on if you get the drinks right, you can get different endings and things like that. I played on an Xbox through Game Pass. Definitely like this one is not about spoopy. This one is about like pumpkin spice lattes season more than anything. Uh, but the vibe was very much like cozy cocooning vibes and that's another one where you could possibly play with somebody watching you or like because there's not a lot of gameplay it's mostly like interactive novella uh, the only downside of coffee talk is that there is no voice acting oh, okay. um so it's a lot of reading but like i just kind of like set the uh text to go automatically without me pressing a and i just kind of like let it go and kind of like read it like a book and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I recommend it. Like if if Flint. if you're down, like if you love games like um any kind of dating sim, like, you know, or Dream Daddy or like the the, the dating part of of uh Boyfriend Dungeon, this is not about dating. This is very much you just slice of life. Basically, it's like it's the same mechanics as a dating sim, except it's all slice of life content. And I live for slice of life content. And yeah, so coffee talk for those who don't want spoop. They just want the uh, good vibes. Nice. All good calls. Yeah, I've been meaning to, to try out coffee talk and uh, Firewatch is one that's been on my list for a while. But uh, yeah, yeah had, haven't had time to jump into that one. Joelle, what did you bring today that is uh, more on the spooky, spooky side? Yes, well, I already talked about Cult of the Lamb, and that definitely fits the vibe, fits the season. Uh, the art style is is all like cartoon, um, you know, kind of like 2D drawing, so um, it's really easy to get to. I don't feel spooked or anxious while playing it, so I feel like any any child could play it and also feel just fine. <laughs> Because I have a really low threshold for spooky things, and, and um, I mean, it's a good it's a good chance to finally talk to your children about Satanism. It's true. Like, it's true. Exactly. If you don't, <laughs> yep. how are they going to learn I, about the good word of Satan? I agree. <laughs> I agree. It also can be a really good, uh, you know, learning opportunity to show them, you know, how um, people can use power uh, for their own will instead of for the good. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of good moral uh, teachings in that game, for sure. And I, because I am too chicken and don't like spooky games, I really like to dip into classics, like during spooky season. Um, and so some of the things that I'm just like, ooh, it's kind of, it's kind of that time. You know, where should I go back and kind of have that? Uh, Halloween spooky, spirity vibe, uh, but don't want to get too scared. So. You know, I brought up Hades. Um, that's a fun, um, you know, afterlife uh, adventure dungeon crawler. Uh, that's fun to try if you haven't 
you know, dived into that one yet. Uh, you might be living under a rock, but this is the time for you to pick it up and play. Um, I also, every um, year, do like to dive into one of Luigi's mansions because that's just a fun, uh, solid family, you know, type of game. So I, I do like Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, that was also fun uh, for me to to play. And that also is two-player. Two so one person um, can do main Luigi. So if you have someone that isn't too much of a gamer but will enjoy a really great story and some challenging gameplay, uh, that's a good one too. And you'll feel better because Luigi's always the biggest chicken, it's, more than yes, you are. Yes, <laughs> it's true. You do feel more brave. Um, and also, uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming out at the end of the month. Um, so I'll probably dive back into Bayo 1 or Bayo 2 uh, just to get myself um, in the mood and to feel my sassy and sexy umber witch vibes um also i don't know if folks know this or not but they got a new voice actor uh for bayonetta which you know she's pretty beloved uh character so we'll have to see how it goes um but the voice actor that they did find is jennifer hale which, oh, wow. yeah, might be a really familiar name uh, to gamers uh, because she played Femship in the original Mass Effect, uh, as, along with her uh, res. She's a stacked resume. Baldur's Gate, yeah, Metal Gear Solid. I mean, obviously a, a well-known uh, name. So we'll we'll see what happens. I just hope she keeps the British the British flair because, you know, I'm just yeah. hoping for that. You know. Uh, let, uh, I mean, she's definitely one of those voices that there. She's been in every video game, and she can be like a chameleon. So she she does Ash and Overwatch like a the very like big Southern accent. I think she can pull the the if they cast it her is because she can pull off that yeah. accent. She yeah. can pull off Bayonetta. Mm -hmm. She did Bastia Sean in uh Knights of the Old Republic. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. So Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping it it's it it can uh stay the course. So I wasn't worried about it, but I know a couple people were a little like uh, alerted that it wasn't going to be the same voice, but uh I'm I'm sure it'll be it'll be just just fine. Uh, so, and if you're not into spooky games, I actually enjoy watching other people get scared. So I watch a lot of streamers during the season play like new, the spooky games that come out because I don't want to be scared, but it's just so much fun watching them be scared. So <laughs> it is the time uh, for me just to, to roll through. So that's just another suggestion. If you're not into spooky games, watch someone else get uh, jump scared and have their all anxiety go all over the place and you just can sit back and enjoy so yeah it's funny how that uh how that goes like you're more scared controlling the character yourself and mm -hmm. nervous about what's gonna jump around the corner <laughs> considering compared to like watching someone else go through that same experience exactly <laughs> Uh, on my picks, I kind of did the opposite of Catherine and started with the easy ones and then get into the little bit spookier. So first game is really like if you've got a bunch of friends around and uh, you want to play a game, this one is a great game because not only is it great for folks that are seasoned vets playing games or maybe brand new playing games, you only need one controller for this multiplayer game. It's called Golf With Your Friends. It's actually 
most of the games that I have are available on Game Pass or were on Game Pass at one point. Uh, but Golf with Your Friends has been there for quite a while. And one of the courses, because um, it's like a mini putt golf kind of experience, uh, one of the courses is a haunted house. Mm. So you can really like kind of get in the season by doing a round of mini putt with your friends inside a haunted house. Um, it gets... It starts pretty easy and then gets kind of challenging. So, like, yeah, you you really get like the it, the full mini putt experience with like the gags and the traps and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, highly recommend that if you've got a bunch of friends around and you want to play something. We often do that with me and my my husband, uh, my sister, and her husband. Uh, as uh, my sister Elise is not exactly a gamer, she's played a few things, but uh, yeah, she can easily pick up the controller to play golf with your friends. The next one I have is one of my absolute favorites, and I'm sure you've heard me speak very highly before of Graveyard Keeper. So this game used to be on Game Pass, but is no longer there. Uh, but I, I, it's an indie game with a bunch of DLC, so and it's on pretty much everything, So and not that expensive, so I highly recommend it. It is a graveyard theme management simulation game. So as you can anticipate, you are randomly dropped in this this world where all of a sudden you've inherited this graveyard and church that you need to maintain. And yes, dead bodies are going to come to you. And yes, <laughs> you do go through and slice and dice them up and decide which pieces you want to sell, which pieces you want to cremate, which pieces you want to sell as meat to the inn? Mm. Question mark? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's fun. There's uh, everything from, you know, like, your church where you need to uh, every Sunday give a sermon and uh, have worship worshipers give you blessings so that you can upgrade your gear. Um, you can do mad science and decide that you want zombies to help automate your farming system. And you can also be a merchant and sell your wares. So, um, yeah, it has all the trimmings of a wonderful management simulation game that I love with the spooky theme, a beautiful art style that's uh, like a dark and dreary pixel art and uh, yeah fantastic story as well. Highly recommend this game. Go give it a spin. Next game I've got um, is a game that has been out for quite a while and probably folks haven't really uh, thought of too much, but it came recently back to Game Pass. It's Contrast. Kat, do you remember when Contrast came out? Yeah, it was like the first free game on PlayStation 4 when they had that like a PS Plus free monthly free game program. Yeah, it's an awesome... um, noir atmosphere kind of storytelling game a little bit of platforming you know that kind of thing in it uh puzzles it was developed by compulsion games um for originally for playstation but now compulsion is actually owned by microsoft or, yeah microsoft studios yeah. So mm. interesting yep. kind of web woven here it's not traditionally spooky but it does have that that like noir film noir kind of vibe to it with like that Belle Epoque kind of Art Nouveau-y style, dark playing with light and shadow, kind of paper cutouts and things like that. So uh, so yeah, it has that spooky vibe, but not actually scary. No, it's more like, yeah, like you said, it's more the setting, the art, the, the aesthetic. Yeah, and uh, this... Uh, Video game 
developer compulsion also did we happy few uh, a few mm-hmm. years later mm-hmm. which was almost like a the next step from contrast but i feel like cost tr- contrast had something that was super unique to it as well and is not a long game it won't take you very long to get through it um but yeah definitely like if you want to feel that kind of like more spookier vibes without getting like horror side of things um it's a great one and lastly this game is sometimes classified as a horror survival but I don't actually find it that scary um, maybe if you have water phobia um, or don't like the random Leviathan uh, jump scares um, Subnautica might be a game for you to play um, it is an open world survival horror game where you have crash landed on this very wet planet um, and have to survive by building up your ship and going um, and you know your submarine to go deeper into the ocean to collect more items to build more things to try and figure out what exactly is happening happening on this very very spooky planet um i love this game there's two different uh games out now there's the original subnautica there's the uh, subnautica below zero um so and that one takes into account a little bit more on the cold water side of things uh, but yeah, both of them are great, highly recommended, and uh, yeah, if you do have a fear of water and deep sea diving, then probably not for you, but uh, elsewise, gorgeous game, lots of fun to play. It's also fun to watch a streamer who is afraid of deep, dark water play that game, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine it would be. Uh, yeah, definitely, but I... There's just, there's this one part that just, it's so beautiful when you first land and you're kind of like in the safe zone, I guess you could say of Subnautica and you're swimming around. It looks just like a coral reef. Like it's just beautiful. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And then you start going deeper and deeper into the ocean and you might have a run in with a really, really big sea creature that (laughs) wants to eat you. Um, And that's where most of the jump scares come Mm -hmm. from. (laughs) So, yeah, I do think there's lots of spooky-esque games that everybody can get into um, that are not necessarily a horror game if you want to be in the mood. I know there's lots of opportunities on the movies front for this. I recently watched uh, Hocus Pocus 2 and, you know, like Halloween theme, a little bit scare, but not actually scary. There's definitely that uh, in video games as well. And uh, this is not the first time we've actually done an episode like this and talked about some Halloween-themed spooky games. Back uh, 2019, holy smokes, that was a while ago, uh, episode 231, we covered this topic. It was when Stadia- 2019 was not a while ago when we talked about Stadia. Yeah, I was going to say. We talked about, <laughs> <laughs> talk about podcasts. It's like ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Kat, bring us to the games that we talked through on that uh, episode. Yes. So um, we talked, Simon had brought Outlast, which was the spoopy of the spoopiest. And yes. I watched that game and I was like, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I had brought Undertale. Mm. Because oh, yeah. Undertale has very much those Halloween vibes. Um, Ali had brought <clears throat> Costume Quest 2, which was like a more accessible game. And it's like more, it's Halloween theme in the sense that, you know, you wear costumes, you're trick-or-treaters. Um, and you, Leah, had brought the Crypt of the Necrodancer, 
which was the Halloween, but make it a dance party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it a beat game, but not in the way you think beat games should work. Yeah, <laughs> that game is a lot of fun and definitely just Halloween and spooky theme, but not actually scary. So uh, uh, I think yeah. a lot of these games are still applicable today. Um, Outlast even has a sequel now, Outlast 2, and Undertale, that he, uh, Toby Fox did... Um, the sequel or Delta Delta Rune. Yes. Yeah. I think two chapters are out for that one. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, if you want to go back to listen to episode 231, that's on girlsongames.ca. Or uh, if you, because we have a lot of new listeners in the past like two years. Well, yeah, it's kind of to- weird too, looking back and seeing what we talked about then too, what we were playing after party first impressions and the outer world's first impressions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, after party is a good spooky game too. That's the one where you end up doing a deal with the devil, isn't it? Yes. I didn't realize yes. that game came out so long ago. Like I thought I, I, pl- I, I feel like I played that yesterday. Time flies. That's because of the fucking pandemic. Cause like yeah. this was like an early 2019 after party came out and I played it like at the beginning of the pandemic and we're still in March, 2020. What am I, what the fuck am I talking wait, about? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like the, the, those two years don't exist. Oh, it's I know. Such a blur. We were talking about that horny on main. No one on the narrative team wanted to write the Witcher three sex scenes. We also talked about Kojima's death stranding coming to PC next wow. summer. <laughs> oh my God. And then the Halloween stuff. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, man, time has flown. And with that, we have come to the conclusion of this here episode, 370 Take Two. Everybody pray to the podcast gods that this has actually gone the way we want it to, <laughs> and I will be able to edit this file mm-hmm. and this game, this podcast actually releases, and we don't do this again for a third time, because I <laughs> we may have to have a different topic then, okay? Then I'll say it's actually first. Oh, burning the sage. But until- <laughs> burning the sage right now. <laughs> burning the sage is right. But until then... I invite you to check out the show notes on girlsongames.ca for the links to the stories mentioned in this episode. If you want to read more about that Stadia stuff or actually watch that Super Mario Bros. movie trailer, if you haven't already. I think I've watched it about 20 times already because I watched it myself and then watched analysis and then showed it to my husband. And, you know, now we got to watch it in French, apparently. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do have to watch it in French. Um, if you are on a podcasting platform where it allows you to rate and review, please do so. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. It helps with discovery. It helps with pushing us up in the rankings so more people can find out about us and the shenanigans we get up to every week. Uh, but this is the moment of the episode where I give the chance for the crew to shout out their social media handles so you can follow them everywhere online and chat video games and more. Catherine, where can people find you? Uh, for that thread of sexist Dragon Age Origin screenshots uh, on Twitter at CSDBN, CSDSBINS. I'm also CSDBN on Instagram, but I'm mostly in the Girls on Games Discord. Joelle, where can people find you? I'm very active on Instagram at JoelleLauren87. Um, I do a little bit of tweeting at uh, Gamer underscore Comfy, but I'm mostly active in the Girls on Games Discord. Highly recommend for us, uh, for folks to come out and say hi to us there. Super, super great crowd. 
And I'm Leah Jewer, most social media platforms. But of course, you want to know everything there is to know about Girls on Games. You could track us down at The Girls on Games on Twitter and Facebook. Just Girls on Games on Instagram. No thought in there. Discord.me slash Girls on Games to continue this lovely convo and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That's our website, girlsongames.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games, and I'm off to play some more Ooblets. Bye! Bye. Bye.